Hey guys, this is Rashard from the Culture Cast. And before this podcast gets on its way, on behalf of the Culture Cast, the Culture and Friends family, we would like to send our sincere thoughts, prayers, and condolences to the family of Shad Gaspard. May he rest in peace. Everybody, this is the O. You should know Omar Kill Solomon with a Teddy Riley echo right now. My co-host is here. I don't know what he's doing in the background, but Big Ray, what you doing, baby? Um, you know, I had to roll somebody. You know, you you in the group chat, so you see everything that's going on. I have no idea what's going on in the background, bro. Like you moving some boxes. I know you're essential, but damn. <laughs> Making <what's>, moves. <laughs> what's going on, everybody? We are the culture cast for the culture by the culture. We do it for the culture. And if you ain't down with the culture, I don't know what to say for you. <laughs> we are recording this on a Sunday night. It is 5 10 2020. Quarantine day. I've lost count. <laughs> And uh, coming to you live Sunday night after Money in the Bank, an amazing pay-per-view put on by the E, WWE. And we're going to talk about that today. We're also going to jump into um, a topic that's on my mind, Big Ray, and that is mm-hmm. entrance music for wrestling and how whack it is right now. <laughs> wow. That's how I feel, man. But before we jump into wrestling, man, uh, how was your week, man? How was everything? Um, is there anything you want to plug early on? Talk to me, my brother. What's that little link tree thing that you always do that you always try to get my attention for and I never pay attention to it? You're <laughs> always like, one stop this. I never, I never pay attention to it at it's all. A, it's a one-stop shop. If you follow us <laughs> on social media... CultureCast Pod and on Twitter, CultureCast Pod underscore. Click that link in the bio. You can find everything, baby. <laughs> yeah, hit up our Twitter. Go to that link in the bio. You can find everything there. Might find my phone number. If you text me, I might text back. You ain't finding shit for me. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's a quarantine right now, but damn. (laughs) (laughs) But, man, that's what's up, though. But, yeah, make sure you guys follow us 
on social media, CultureCastPod underscore on Twitter, CultureCastPod everywhere else. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, the CultureCast. Um, make sure you go back and listen to some previous episodes. We just had a dope interview uh, with independent wrestler Jake St. Patrick. He talked about his history. Uh, Rashad talked about talk about watching him live and some dream matches. Um, who are some people that you want to interview uh, down the road? Uh, you know, J- JFP was our first big raid, but who are some folks that you want to interview when things get back to normal? Oh, get your boy Leo. You know, I'm going to keep asking for it. You know, y'all like Buddy Buddy, you know. Hey, man, we just... Y'all, y'all like Craig and Day Day out here. And we just social media... Carol and Kumar. <laughs> Leo Rush, if you're listening, we'd love to do y'all a... Y'all like Red Man and Method. <laughs> get them. <laughs> Yeah, would love. I would would love to do a Leo Rush Zoom. Um, I would love to do a Zoom interview with Chris Bay. I think he's uh, just intriguing. I would love to do, uh, of course, Faye Jackson. Of course, you know that's a given. Um, <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would love to do a Zoom with uh, Casey Lennox, hamburger tacos mm. on me. Uh, no, but let me let me focus. Really though, who I really want to do a Zoom with is Moose. Mm. New TNM, TNM. That'll be, a, that'll be a good interview. Moose, I feel like, you know, he's just an intriguing character. I feel like that'd be dope. Uh, what about you? Yeah, Moose would be a very good interview. Who? I mean, especially from us, since we're big uh, football people and we know Moose has an NFL background. Oh, yeah. Like, that would be a good, that'd be a great interview. Yeah, that would definitely be dope. Anybody else on top of your mind? Uh, I want to say, oh yeah, Josiah Williams. Oh his, yeah, his music and everything about that is good. Uh, you know, then like there are like some people and like companies, like company owners that I want to interview. You know, like the person who runs independent wrestling TV, that would be a dope interview to see how that all started. Mm-hmm. You know, there could be like various wrestling promotions, like their owners to see like their upbringing and stuff and, and possibly like collab, like, you know, podcasters interviewing you no know, fellow podcasters, you know, no doubt about That'd it. Be a no good sit down. And I definitely, uh, we here at the culture cast, we want to give a big shout out to the jobbers, the jobber tears, podcasting network um i had the privilege to jump on uh zoom watch along earlier today it was open for everybody ray was being essential but he'll be on next time uh but it was a zoom you watch didn't even along. send me the link i said okay <laughs> I, I definitely you want you wanted to go do it on your own <laughs> no i definitely forgot <laughs> it was so i was bro i was like on like three different zooms um all day i had a crazy zoom night yesterday Watching um, Erica Badu and Jill Scott, and we're going to get it. Best believe we're going to touch all that. The chakras are in the air. Yeah, basically what Omar did was he pulled uh, Dennis Rodman going to Vegas for <laughs> those days. He just, just, just deserted everyone. was like, I'm about to go have me some me time, you know? Man, it was, I need, man bro, it was crazy. You know, it was, I literally meant to. I was like, I jumped over Zoom. We were watching the pay-per-view. Then I jumped back off. I was doing a sports Zoom with some other folks. And so I was going back and forth. And, and something told me, like, oh, let me go back and uh, tell Rashad. 
And I totally forgot. Next thing you know, Last Dance came on, and then you know, with, with Jordan's on, I'm like I love wrestling. Don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I wasn't about to turn. <laughs> I wasn't about to turn from the Last Dance, and we'll talk about that too. But um, enough about enough chitter chatter, enough uh, nonsense. Let's talk about Money in the Bank, and what a pay per view it was. What a pay per view it was. What are some uh, some of your initial thoughts going into the pay per view, Ray? Uh, you know, I like I like little scrappy first verse when he was like, "Hold on, baby, please don't get on your knees." You know that part. Then you know, young buck came in to step with me. Let me show you how. It goes. You know, and then did a final verse with, but little scrappy. You know, little John got me fifty. Got me. I got a big ass squad. How you gonna stop me? <laughs> it's that whole song, us. It's incredible. If I could describe Money in the Bank with a song reference today, Omar's jingle, and I'll sing later, don't get me wrong, because I'm definitely gonna sing. But my reference for today was Trillville, some cut. That is how I describe <laughs> Money in the Bank. Trillville, like what it is, ho. What's up? <laughs> Yo, God. come on! Like that was that was some cut of a hello. That was some cut of a pay per view, y'all. That was some cut of a pay per view. You know, like at every moment of the pay per view, it was like, man, what it is, huh? What's up? Like when they walked into Vince's office, we'll talk about that later on. Like Vince, like what it is, huh? When when uh when uh freaking um Brooke, Dana Brooke was with Steph. Steph was like, what it is, huh? <laughs> I'm telling you, that was the theme of the no, entire pay per view. <laughs> when Oscar knocked down Baron Corbin, it turned to you know that that Webby, give me that girl, girl give, give me that, me that. <laughs> girl, give me that girl, give me girl, give me that. You know you want it, girl. Don't act like you don't want it, girl. I want it just as bad as you do. And look, uh-huh. anyway. <laughs> now we can go right. <laughs> This is right. the, this is the Culture Cast. Make sure you follow us on social media, Culture Cast Pod, uh, Culture Pass, Culture Cast Pod underscore on Twitter. Man, we had the pre-show Cesaro and Hardy, and what else can you say about Cesaro Ray? He's supposed to be champion a long time ago. <laughs> That's for sure. Jeff Hardy definitely wasn't in like you know ring rust, but you know Cesaro's amazing. Yes, Cesaro could go with anyone. You could you could put him in the ring with nearly anyone on the roster. Man, woman, child, old person. He's gonna give you a great match. Like it's proven. And his ability to work multiple styles is just phenomenal, man. It's and uh, you know, down the road, you know, I wanna see him be more than just making everybody else look good. And we all know that, but you know, that's not the topic tonight. But um it's amazing just to watch him work in the ring and he made Jeff Hardy look like a million bucks and he hasn't been in the ring and who knows how long, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. have you been catching a uh, up, up, down, down, the um, Uno, Uno, uh, Uno games with uh, Adam Cole, um, Tyler Breeze and Cesaro? I haven't been watching them actually. I've yeah. been slacking on up, up, down, down. Only thing I've been watching was, you know, the battle of the brands, like, Mm-hmm. I'm faithful to that every Thursday, but everything else I've been slacking on. Make sure you guys subscribe to Up Up Down Down. We're and also the New Day Pod. Shout out to New Day. Shout out to Xavier Woods, Austin Creed. That Uno battle has been has been amazing, brother. It's <laughs> it's 
hilarious. And like at the end of every one, like a loser has to sing a just random song. So like the first time, um, Cesaro had to sing. Um, <laughs> they had to sing Billy and Chuck's. He had to sing Billy and Chuck's theme song. And you know, so here is here, here comes Cesaro did okay, but you know it's time for the Omar jingle, the first one of the night. Are you ready? Oh Lord! In honor of Billy and Chuck. You look so good to me. Come on, that song was a banger. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about music later on, but that's just a teaser. So um, moving on, let's move on, man. We got to kick off the uh, pay-per-view. You had New Day versus Lucha House Party, Forgotten Sons, and Miz and Morrison. What you think about that tag match? It was a good tag match. It was actually, I like when it's like a multi-person match and it's hard to keep up with who's the legal person or whatnot. Uh, every person delivered, including, you know, we haven't seen as much of the Forgotten Sons and they were still able to hold their weight in the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucha House Party definitely are stepping up since, you know, if you compared them to like months ago, they were merely just there on the roster, but now they're getting these big opportunities. Uh, Miz and Morrison doing their Miz and Morrison thing, but overall, the right person won in this match. No doubt about it, man. I think um, Forgotten Sons is another case of everyone doesn't fit the NXT crowd. You know, when they were in NXT, people hated them. But, you know, put them in, well, of course, right now it's an empty arena, so it's different. But, you know, maybe they'll have more success on the main roster, especially somebody like Jackson Riker. You know, Lucha House Party, they're taking mm-hmm. the ball and running with every um, every minute they get on TV, and that's what you're supposed to do as a talent. Um, so shout out to Lucha House Party and, you know, Miz and Morrison. Come on. What else can you say about them? Man? <laughs> <laughs> For real. Like, exactly. what else can you say? So New Day won that match. That was a great match. And we moved into a segment with uh, R-Truth, <laughs> MVP. <laughs> MVP, the Chicago and me was proud, bro. He was like, get your offset future something looking at. When he said looking at. He said he called him a fake. He called him a fake ass young thug. <laughs> and he was like, looking as the Chicago in me. So MVP, I'm talking to you right now. This might, you know, this is gonna get posted probably. So MVP, I am talking to you. Okay. That spoke to my soul, my brother. That looking ass, I'm from the suburbs of Chicago. So I've heard the term looking ass directed towards me throughout 65% of my life. So I just want to let you know I felt that. I felt that. And I thank you. And our truth, <laughs> you are a national treasure that we must protect forever. <laughs> forever. Forever. Forever, ever? See, MVP, I'm from the city of Chicago. I still use looking ass. <laughs> I will look and ask somebody in a second. Man. See, Omar said he's from the suburbs. He used to get it. He used to get it. Like, like if we want to, we could hit the music, and I could give Omar a looking ass section right now. What? And then the culture cast will will be announcing next week that we've broken up because he'll be so. If you don't, you'll be so mad at me. You'll be like, man, <laughs> if you don't get your big, turn your camera on looking ass. I'm essential looking at. Let me stop. 
Because, <laughs> you know, we can go on forever. He ended up facing Bobby Lashley. Um, good match, um, you know, for what it was. But I definitely appreciated it. You know, nice little surprise. And then we uh, moved on uh, to Bailey and Tamina. What did you think about that? Uh, it was an interesting match. The finish, I was like, uh, mainly because, like, I get that they're doing the whole Bailey can't do anything without Sasha thing, but like the way they ended was like, I liked the whole roll up thing and how Tamina was about to attack her. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked that, but like the the ending after that where Sasha came in and like it felt rushed right there for some reason. Okay. Um, definitely, I think uh, that was Tamina's best match that I can remember. Um, you know, especially in a singles match. I can't remember the last big singles match Tamina was in. So I'm definitely happy to see her getting showcased and happy to see her step up to the plate. Definitely thought it was a decent match. I enjoyed it. Um, Bailey winning with a roll-up um, is what heels are supposed to do. <laughs> Only thing she could have mm-hmm. done better was just maybe pull her tights, you know. So I thought that was dope. <laughs> um, yes, I just said pull her tights, LOL. Uh, Sasha, I think one of the things I think the WWE, are, they're doing a lot uh, with all their storylines right now is waiting for the payoff. And hopefully when things return to normal and we want to send good health to everyone out there, of course. But um, if things can return to normal, those payoffs are going to be big and they're going to pay dividends when the fans return. So we'll see. So I thought it was an okay match. But the question, Mm -hmm. the question would be who's turning who? Because honestly, like both of them are great as heels. So it's like to the point where, you know, I don't want any of them to turn. So, but we know it's coming. So we don't know which one. It's going to do it, which would lead to me being like, come on, you know? I wonder if it's possible they both can, somebody can turn, but they can both still be heels, if that's possible. Like, Sasha turns, but she's still a heel. Um, Because I love this Bailey personality. I love her new finisher. It's really growing on me because it's, you know, especially when she hits it with the right person, it's very uh, violent. And, you know, that's what I want to see. You know, I like that shit. It's good shit, man. <laughs> this is this is such good <laughs> shit. <laughs> and speaking of, of good shit, just amazing shit. Uh, Bray, can we can we give our flowers to Bray Wyatt right now? Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman, can we just give flowers, them all, all the flowers? arrangements, all that, all the all the plants, it grass, bad. dandelions, tulips. Yeah. We will petunias, peonies, sunflowers, roses. Period. <laughs> okay. <Man. laughs> Bray Wyatt, right now in this, there's a lot of um, Rona MVPs right now, but Bray Wyatt and what he's doing with this character is what I mean when I always say on this show that having a character will put you above everyone else, no matter what your wrestling talent is. Um, you got to speak a little bit, but if you have a character that you truly believe and invest in, look at Bray Wyatt and look at that Braun Strowman Strowman match today. You felt that, okay? Mm-hmm. You felt that story from from the beginning to end. It was beautiful. What do you think? Yeah, you, you peeped the ending, right? Of course, yeah. <laughs> that little you know it's coming. The theme, baby. Yeah, so that that's even better. Like, all right, you. You beat, you know, the originator, the original person. 
now you have to face what he's created since you've been gone. Um, no, that reminds me of, I think it was in Tekken 3, like after you've beat like Jen, like on one of the final boards and, you know, he turns into like the devil. Mm-hmm. And that was like the, you know, the very last person you had to beat to like beat story mode. Ooh, like that, that's what that reminded me of. You taking it back. Yeah. Way back. Back in the time. Oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, what, what the hell does Black Street have to do with Tekken? Like, because, well, it's, it has to do with Tekken. <laughs> you know, Bray pretty much told Braun, if you take your love away from me, I'll go crazy. And that's what he did. Think about it. He went crazy <laughs> because Braun took his love away. He just took, and then you can go back to another song. Like, don't take your love away. Baby, don't take your love away from me. Bray Wyatt is a modern day R&B singer. You just don't even know it yet. Boom. I am pro wrestling. I mean, since, since we're talking about songs there, what, what Braun was telling Bray, you know, Fuck what I said, don't mean shit now. <laughs> Fuck the <laughs> presents, might as well throw them out. <laughs> don't want you back. Fuck you, no. you hoe. <laughs> don't want you back. Say it with your chest now. Uh, but yeah, that was an amazing match. Braun retained his title, and we moved into probably the best match of the night outside of the money and bank stuff. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. Once again, speaking of characters, Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. I wish there was fans in that arena. Oh my God. That match was great. What do you think? G A M D. Say it. You know what G A M D mean? G A M D. You know what G A M D mean? Say it one more time. G A M D. Let them know what it means. Let, let them know. I know, but let them know. Grown ass man, Drew. <laughs> man, that was that that spot where he flipped Seth Rollins when he was hanging down, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, grown ass man, <laughs> man. And then we then, got, you know, Seth Rollins coming out. Seth Rollins coming out with the Jesus theme. I actually liked it, you know. The, all the new music? I love, I love the Jesus theme. Yeah. Man, I'm going to hold that for it. I'm going to hold that because I, I definitely want to talk about that music later. I definitely want to talk about music overall. I think Seth Rollins and his character. Remember, but go back, rewind. Like last year, he won Money in the Bank. <laughs> and fast forward to now, where Seth Rollins is. He was probably the biggest face in the company. And now he's probably one of the best heels in the company. That's talent. Everybody can't do that. I mean, he's also keeping his character of, like, being, like, that leader by example. Because you heard Drew tell him, like, show show everyone that you're that leader and shake my hand. And Seth did it, which shows, like, he's keeping that character of he's been right this entire time. Like, he's that – he should be that locker room leader. And he's like holding on to it. And I think he really delivered a message to a lot of folks. Um, 
we don't Seth Rollins is crazy talented, man. It's ridiculous. He's been just an amazing wrestler for so many years, but he's still so young and he keeps getting better. And the thing is that he's not doing all the crazy stuff he was doing back in his independent days, you know, but he's still, mm-hmm. his matches are better though. And I think that's the best thing with wrestling. You don't need all these millions of moves, that if, but if you could have millions, and no offense, if you get if you have a million moves and you can still tell a story, that's awesome too. All right, no mm-hmm. cap. But if you can tell a story and have me invest, especially when there's no fans, and have you invest and, and sink your teeth into a match, show somebody grown ass man Drew and Seth tonight. That was beautiful. Definitely, that was beautiful. And then we move into <laughs> we move into money in the bank cl- climbing the corporate ladder. All right. So of course we know what COVID nineteen drew, uh, drew. Wow. Of course we know what COVID nineteen did. Ray. <laughs> My mind's on grown ass man Drew right now. We know what <laughs> we know what COVID nineteen. The climate is not um, ideal. And once again, we're sending positive thoughts and prayers out to everyone. So, WWE, it started with the Boneyard match. And, of course, we saw it in the Firefly Funhouse match. Now we had, you know, another pre-recorded match. So, once again, I mean, I know this is a new trend, but they are knocking the ball out the park consistently with these matches. It's beautiful because we all love the WWE Network, and we all say they produce some of the best documentaries, and we'll talk about, you know, Last Ride in a second but what were your thoughts on money in the bank today because there's so much we could dive into but give me some some pointers some things that stood out uh, that you enjoyed bro uh first of all you know how we have all these like tiktok challenges and like twitter challenges why isn't there like a oscar challenge where you know she does her dance where she's like shuffling back left and right like mm. like that shit is golden like we should be out like randomly somewhere just doing it randomly just like her like there should be a challenge for that like what like you do a lot of tiktoks maybe you could start it off like there should be someone don't test like lifting this off so we could start doing it more don't don't test like the more i see her doing it you know the more i love it you know the real tiktok in me though because you know i love my tiktok i would want to go i would want a mask i would really want to cosplay it up so i got to do it justice so i will i'm i might reach out to somebody that can cosplay and do it well or I might just do it on my own. But Asuka has definitely been another Rona MVP. Every time she's on stage, every, on stage, every time she's on screen, it's been dope. And she showed it today. That was, that, she definitely was hilarious throughout this entire Money in the Bank. <laughs> what other, what's some other thoughts? Dude, you should never say cosplay. I'm just picturing you with the, the fucking Asuka wig on. <laughs> The Oscar wig with the with the green <laughs> to um to have another jingle in response to you. Stop Dude, you know you know how minute. <laughs> you know how good I am with Photoshop. Don't tilt me right now. Nah, bro, we don't, we ain't doing that, bro. You know I ain't right. I ain't, nah, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. We ain't going. Okay. don't get it don't get it twisted i'm gonna drive my ass to the city if you do that shit (laughs) talking about money in the bank we ain't talking about no goddamn 
<laughs> talk about no goddamn cosplayer. Continue. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I like the beginning. <laughs> let's focus. Let's focus. Let's focus. All right. Uh, I like the beginning of the men's side of it where they're in a the weight room and like how all of them basically gave Baron Corbin the you in trouble look when he broke the mirror. Like that was definitely a moment for the men's side. Uh, moving up like the whole, like everything from like the food fight and also like basically AJ got, AJ got everything in that match from the beginning with the weights to him being afraid of the Undertaker, like they're continuing that. So, uh, what else happened? It was a lot that happened with AJ in this match. That, like, he played that character basically the right way. Like that heel that's always getting himself into something. He had that. Uh, him and Daniel Bryan had that Trillville. He they were in Vince's office, <laughs> and Vince was like, "What it is, ho? What's up?" <laughs> AJ Styles is really. Uh, first of all, if he's a future Hall of Famer. He is playing. He, I mean. He's just having fun. He's he's a professional. And I really wish that young talent, new talent, they look up to him and they watch him and they watch how he performs. And he takes, once again, he gives you his all. Even in a recorded match, <laughs> he gives you his all. And it's, <laughs> it's beautiful to watch. So he was dope. And Baron Corbin, my man, my man, Baron Corbin. First of all, we want to send our prayers and our condolences out to the families of Ray Mysterio and Aleister Black. That means a murderer. <laughs> because I don't know where Ray went. You know, you know how Ray used to jump out for his entrance? Mm-hmm. I need somebody to make a meme with Baron Corbin and like the Fresh Prince and Jazz because that's pretty much what that was. He tossed that boy like Jazz. <laughs> like, oh! I might make that meme myself and put it on TikTok later because it's that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. <laughs> and then Alistair, it's, it's time. It's time for another jingle. It's How like as I in that. <laughs> say goodbye. <laughs> what you say? Dude, he rises from the dead every. He rises from the dead every week. So this is probably nothing. So, you know, he probably after every show, he probably goes and jump off whatever stadium they are anyway. That's probably how he gets back into his. It's a, his riser, like, all right, I'm going back home. <laughs> it's, ooh, excuse me, it's dope like that, though. But, I mean, that was, and then it, le it leads all to the finish, uh, which we'll talk about. AJ and Br but I like AJ how, Baron Corbin, go ahead. I like how, you know how AJ was like the heel that was getting, basically, the crap beat out of him. Like, have you noticed Ray was the face that was getting the crap beat out of him? Like, and, Every little thing, like, Ray wound up getting basically his ass beat. Like, even <laughs> in the food fight, Shayna had him in the, in the chokehold, and he got squashed. And then at the end, he got thrown to wherever Dominic in. And Cain Velasquez is, like, he threw them. <laughs> Baron Corbin threw him back to there. <laughs> Closing <laughs> everything time. About <laughs> Time for you to pack up, so finish your whiskey or beer. Anyways, um, and our women's money in the bank winner, you know, Naya 
and Oscar they're going at it, but ends up Oscar being the winner, and I think that's just amazing. Everyone did not see that happening. Everyone thought it was just gonna be Shayna Baszler, and people are like, "Oh my God, this is burying Shayna." No, Shayna Baszler is not buried. People, stop misusing the damn term. Sorry, I got upset for a second. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone heard my rant from last week, so. <laughs> We got. We got. If you have to go after people for using wrong, wrong terminology, then you know, go for it. Like it's crazy. Shayna Baszler is not buried. Okay, she wouldn't be moved up. This is a different era that we're in. Okay, think about it. She was just. She's in the match. That's. She's not buried. There's a big difference from being buried and not on television. Come on, people. But. But you know, there are fucking dimwits out here that believes that every wrestler should have an undefeated record and hold every title at the same time. And if they don't do that, they're a failure. Probably a failure just like them, failures in life or some shit. I don't know. Man, I can't judge how they live in their life, but what I can judge is how we live our own lives. And it's like I said on uh, the Zoom podcast today, the best thing about that Money in the Bank was that we just watched it as a fan because we had no clue what was going to happen. And it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. We all, every. I wish I could. I should. I wish I could have screenshotted it. I wish everyone would have screenshotted it. Um, when Otis won, when I say, bro, everyone had the oh shit face. Like, to me, that was just childhood. We, I loved every second of it. Everyone's face looked like. <laughs> Yo, it is also funny that. That after they were doing a tug of war, I was just joking, like, huh, it'd be funny if they just threw it to Otis. And it actually <laughs> happened. I was like, wait, wait, what? Wait, hold on. Wait, did that just happen? <laughs> so to my brother Otis, so from from a BO, a BO and from the Big Brother Nation, okay, I would just like to say, congratulations, my brother. Um, it is time go get go celebrate the, the Mandy cheeks. Yes, get them. Enjoy the Mandy Peaches. It is time for you to hold it down <laughs> for the big boys. We are proud of you. You know, oh, Tyler, yeah. Tyler Bates says he's a big, strong boy. That's fine and all. But Otis, he's just a big boy. Yeah, thick boy. He a big, thick Thick. <laughs> big, thick boy. <laughs> That's a thick-ass boy. <laughs> Moving on. So, <laughs> Big Thick Boy. <laughs> That's one of those you, you, we got to add a drop in, like, <laughs> like rup, 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 record scratch. Now, you're probably wondering how I got to this place. <laughs> Let me take it back to when it all happened, the BET documentary. Uh, but, um, man, so we got Otis, Money in the Bank winner. We got Oscar, Money in the Bank winner. Nobody knows what's going to happen. There's, you know, a lot of storylines you can go with maybe Dolph challenging for the uh, for the briefcase. Who knows what's going to happen, you know? But you know, this is a big opportunity for Otis. What are you going to do? All right, my big brother, big thick boy. What are you going to do? This is an opportunity. They are giving you the ball. You have to run with it. You have to maximize every moment. You have to show that charisma, but also. But also, control the pace, my brother. You got this? Hold it down for the big brothers. I will always have your back. 
because here at the Culture Cast, make sure you follow us on social media, Culture Cast Pod. <laughs> we we ride for you. We ride together. We die together. Big boys for life. <laughs> Man. Uh, any final thoughts on Money in the Bank before you uh, move on uh, to a few more final things? Uh, I can't wait for Oscar to cash in. Otis, I just want to see what he's going to do with the briefcase. I hope it's for the good for him. Like, this doesn't lead to you know a downfall for him or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray needs to stay away from Baron Corbin, you know, or else he's going <laughs> to be basically the He's basically going to be Kenny from South Park of the WWE. Oh, no. <laughs> you killed Kenny, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, it was an overall good pay-per-view. No doubt about it. I agree. I definitely think it was a dope pay-per-view. Um, coming up next in the pay-per-view world, we got Double or Nothing from AEW. Um, you know, It looks like they have a ladder match coming up for a title shot. I saw that Darby Allen is going to be the first competitor. So I'm pretty excited about mm-hmm. that because if Darby Allen is in a ladder match, you know there's going to be a, a, a spot that's going to just make you be like, oh, damn. It's going to go viral. It's going to be, oh, damn. And he's going to get that spot out the way, but I really hope <laughs> somebody's going to put him to the side and be like, all right, calm down, brother. Calm down. <laughs> nah, there's no, there's no calming down, Darby. <laughs> exactly, it's not gonna happen. Um, AEW had a good week though. You know, we had um, Brody Lee pretty much lay down the gauntlet, and he wants to challenge uh, Moxley for the title. So he's elevating. You That'll know, be a good match. You know, he's that should be. You know, Brody Lee can work. Uh, not a fan of the Dark Order, but I like Luke Harper, Brody Lee. So I'm excited for that match. Uh... Some hater. I'm not. I don't like them whatsoever. Hater. I'm, I, I'm not for buddies in these matches. Sipping nah. that. Sipping that purple haterade. <laughs> nah, bro. I'm probably smoking on hey hey in the middle of the barn because it's legal. Smoking but, uh, that hater. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm definitely not smoking. But I will say. They just don't do it for me. I like Brody Lee. I like his promos. I like everything he's doing. I just don't like them buddies around him. Sue me. Sorry. <laughs> they, they just don't do it for me. Uh, you also had um, Jake Roberts and Brandon. You know, you had the, you know Twitter's talking all about it. Um, I'll say my two cents on it. I could have did without the thrust. That's about it. I could have did without the thrust. You know, I'm, I'm older now. <laughs> You know, the things that used to excite me when I was a kid watching wrestling don't excite me as much anymore. I'm sorry. Sue me. Well, you remember when Edge did it? Like, that was incredible. Exactly. But how old were we when that happened? <laughs> I don't know. I, can't I mean, there remember. was a crowd for the grown men in there that was bringing you know, it on. Different, different era. That, people, they had people. to go that. I mean, the way he did it, it has to go down as one of the greatest pinfalls of all time. <laughs> I, see what you, I see what you did there. But think about it. It was. It, it was an actual pinfall from a match. <laughs> Bro, 
of course, people are going to cheer for it, though. Like, niggas can't even stay inside the house right now. So you think folks ain't going to cheer? <laughs> Sorry that I said the N-word, but still, like... I'm oh, trying to say folks now. Just keep that same energy. <laughs> you, like, we can't even... Folks ain't even staying in the house. So you think they're not going to cheer for that? <laughs> but come on. Uh, ain't nobody got time for that. But uh, no, um, I, I just could have did without the thrust. But, you know, I, Brandy, you know... She's married to Cody. Like she signed off on it, so she was cool with it. Everybody else with the PETA and all that people tripping, they nonsense. But um, I could have just did without the threat. Fuck PETA. <laughs> <laughs> the word, the words of Big Ray does not represent the culture cast. <laughs> it represents me. <laughs> uh, what else happened in AEW? We had um, Cody versus Jody, Joey Janela, I believe. You had. Um, the nasty man, Leroy. I want to go live with you, Leroy. Either with the culture cast account <laughs> or my personal account. I want to go live with you, brother. I'm coming for you, nasty Leroy. I will come to pound town. Okay? Pause. Accept it. Pause, accept it. I will come <laughs> to pound town with the O, you should know, Omar Kill Solomon holding it down for the culture cast pod where you can subscribe on iTunes and find. And I'm we, I'm coming for you, bro. I'm coming. That is all. <laughs> you had um so there's a few more, but AW was a solid it was a solid week. Uh you had NXT. You had um what was the match at NXT? Wasn't it Velveteen Dream? No, yeah it was Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole, right? Mm-hmm. Great match. Yeah, Adam Cole still, you know, and and still NXT champion. So, and you also had the cruiserweight little champ, uh, the cruiserweight tournament happening. So, good thing happening on Wednesday night. So make sure you guys tune in AEW NXT. Um, they're both producing great content. So, I, there's nothing bad we can say about it. What else is on your mind, Big Ray? Uh, the last dance was terrific today. Mm. As well. Mm. Mm. I definitely cried, man. Episode seven was rough. Episode seven, yeah, definitely. Episode seven was rough. Can you believe we only got one more week left? Of le- this these five weeks have sped by so much. Okay, and- it needs to add like bonus weeks. Like why did kiss? <laughs> like I, I would, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't have been mad if they would have did the whole ten weeks, but they gave us two per week, which I was like, come on. And it was beautiful, like episode eight, you know, that Seattle team. Um, I remember that series. I remember that season 72 and 10. It don't mean a thing without the ring. Um, I always think that the Bulls just threw away two games just so they can win at home. Uh, but that Father's Day, see, I never heard the audio of Mike crying. And yeah. that, hit, that, that hit me hard. You know what I'm saying? Like you hear, like I've, everyone's seen that picture, but I've never heard audio of that picture. Yeah. And that was episode eight tonight. That was that was rough. That was rough. Just how competition. People, you know, people say Mike had a gambling problem. No, Mike, had, he had a camp, a competition addiction. But I was telling folks earlier today is like, when you compete at that level and you're so good at that level, like gambling is something that you can't control. You know, um, mm-hmm. when do you lose? You know, so he had to find every and any opportunity to push himself to a competition so he can be great. And that's crazy. And he was just addicted to the competition. 
but if you guys haven't, make sure y'all watch Last Dance. Um, next week is the final two episodes, but you can find them all on ESPN on all their platforms. So it's been dope. It's been dope. But now it brings you to the topic of the night, my brother. And this is, this has been on my mind for a long, long time. I just want it to be you and me. Sorry. Did you watch that, Jill Scott and Erica Badu? You see, I just had to vibe off real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the women that had their candles lit. Shout out to all the women listening to the R&B with their chakras on tight. Their chakras are just right. The oh, you should know. I'm here for you. I might not have a haircut right now, but just know, I'm here for you. I can't get in the way. Just pass some clippers. <laughs> Stop. I'm, I'm, talk, I'm talking to the ladies of the culture cast community right now. You know, I can't get in the way from what they're feeling. But if you allow me to sit by your window seat, I will go on and on. I'll even call my brother Tyrone. <laughs> Because I'm just living my life like it's golden. I'm just saying. So let's just go take a long walk as soon as this quarantine is done for the culture. I felt that. (laughs) (laughs) I felt that. Anyways, before I get off topic, um, entrance music and wrestling, Ray. When we think about entrance music, we, we talked about this a few episodes ago. Um, make sure you guys go back and listen to all of our old podcasts, uh, Culture and Friends. Uh, don't worry, our friends will be coming back soon, guys. Um, make sure you guys rate us, review us. Um, can't wait to hear from you guys. Can't wait to see you guys um, and bookings, and we'll be doing some live shows too. But anyways, music and wrestling right now, Ray, is to me, we're at a standstill. The reason why we're at a standstill with entrance music and wrestling is that, number one, they're not inclusive. We are not um, incorporating anything that is of a hip-hop sound or a R&B smooth sound, anything urban whatsoever. There's none of it. None of it whatsoever. So we got to step that up. Number two, it is not standing out. All this music is trash. Like, trash. So, first of all, I can go to AEW. They only have one song that stands out, and that's because it's a professional song by a rock band. And that's Judas and Chris Jericho. Every other thing, every other theme song in that company is Huff.net slash trash. Go to that website and log on because you'll find all their interest musics. Because it's all hub. None of that stands out. You know, when you hear an entrance song, it's supposed to stand out. When that person wins the championship, you hear their music and you just go crazy. You hear the blare. You hear this, the, oh, like you feel it. Like, you remember CM Punk's old music? Mm-hmm. Like, even in the darkest days. You, you feel that, you know what I'm saying? Like, always. See, that's not even a hip-hop song, but you can still feel it. 
you know, like, and then you go to Code of Personality, you feel it. Like, music just stands out. And out. maybe AEW, you got money. WWE, I know y'all, you know, y'all got money. Purchase some real music, please. Purchase some real artists to make some of these songs because nothing is popping, nothing is standing out. Um, Steph Rollins debuted new music today. I know you liked it. I gave it about a five and a half, maybe a six. You know, I got to hear it with uh, some arena speakers, maybe a, to get a real feel of it. But it stood out, but it just wasn't that pop. Now, we had the debut of formerly Killer Cross, Carry On Cross. Now, that was, a, that was an entrance. And that is how you make an appearance, and that's how you own your music. What do you think about that? I understand where you're going, but I have to disagree on everything you just said. I love it. Let's go. First of all, your character has to match your music. So that let's go back to when you said like no one in AEW has good music except Judas. When you look at Cody who has that who had that music since the independence, like his his song is basically saying like he's gonna make a name for himself, which is what he's doing. So basically his song has been telling us this entire time like he's gonna make a name for himself without you know having that big corporate basically tag on his back, which he has done. And then fast forward that to today with the money in the bank. Uh, we all know Seth Rollins' character is the, you know, the Messiah, the Jesus character. So for his song to have like that, you know, the Messiah, you know, the, you know, like the Christ type, you know, melodies and stuff, it goes right with his character. So, uh, I mean, I can name a lot of people who are like that. Like, you know, the, you know, the Undisputed Era, their theme song has like that, you know, that, that, we're the badasses that are in the playground type feel to it. Oh no, that's, that's show that's, every that's, weekend. That's, that's a dope song. That's probably the, one of the last, last dope ones that was made. I, yeah, I'll, like you have I'll, that, I'll, and I'll rock, you, you feel it. that. Like, there, there's a lot, you know, like like Tommaso Ciampa's when his no one will survive. Like, like that was his thing, like getting payback for for him going on that quest for Goldie. You it know, hits. that's the theme of the song. It hits, and that's his character right now. Like it, he's it hits, but mm, mm, like mm. that's his character right now. He's you know going through every any and everyone so he can get Goldie back, which is the character which is the theme of his song. So it's like nowadays wrestlers are more wrestlers are now matching their characters, you know, with their theme song. Like you won't see like like you say, you want a hip hop feel or jazz. You won't see anyone coming out to Always and Forever, and they have like some dark, devilish character like that no, would no, match. I, I, see, and I'm not saying that. I'm all for. I mean, shoot, HBK, Sexy Boy, Kurt Angle, Olympic music. So I know music has been to the story of the character. Go back to C Cody's music. I know the story and his personal story. I just think the song is trash. Personally, <laughs> I just think the song is trash. That's just me. Um, some people might like it. I just don't think the song is good, personally. I think it, to me, I think it could be much better. Like, if I watch that live, I'm going to be like, eh, big, big man, big man, you know. Um, shoot, people didn't like Moxley's uh, 
first music when he uh, went solo, but I loved it. I thought it was just revving up for he's he's revving that revving it up because he's crazy. So like, yeah, yeah, that theme is an unstable theme, which went along with his unstable character, you know. Right, but I, his you know like one the, now is like eh, it's okay, but it's not like it's not the pop that I want. You know, when you hear the music, like of course nothing's gonna. And I know. I mean, that. it goes. It, it that also goes perfectly with his character. Like that isn't a song that you come down the aisle with. Like that's why he has the crowd thing. It's that song that focuses. Like you know, that gives you that focus away, like from what everyone should be doing, which is coming down. You know, the proper aisle, going to the ring, like the proper way. Like that music insinuates, like like someone's doing their own thing on their own time. But then which be- is why that music perfectly went along with his revolution entrance when he came into the arena as a whole, which was amazing. See, but if you go back to the topic of music and storyline, though, go back to um, Swerve. He came out to, ain't nobody. Come on. Now, mind you, Shaka Khan is Shaka Khan. You can't say nothing bad about Shaka Khan. But like, ain't nobody loves me better. Come on. Ain't me happy. Come on. Makes me feel this way. Like, no, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, ladies and gentlemen. You know, they had nothing to do with the story. You know, you really could have went with a little run. Yeah, he does his own thing. Like, like, look at, like, if you go back to his Shane Strickland days, like his, his swerve song there is basically like he, like I'm doing my own thing. That's what, basically that song's about. Like, I like to I'm doing that. To it, so I can't, I can't speak <laughs> on it. I wanted to listen to it. I wanted to listen to it now. But I mean, I hear you. I definitely hear you, though. Like a lot of music gets attached to the what the character is going going through or going through. And I understand. I just wish the music could be better. I really think they could hire. C- I wish CFO was back. Um, I'm not one of those people that go to say we need Jim Johnston. No, I'm not saying that. They just got to step it up, man. Nothing is just for me personally. You know, I'm, you know, you, and you know, that's a lot for me to critique something because, you know, I don't critique a lot of stuff. So you know this is like really standing out. Like really, it's just like I want that. Like I feel like Kenny Omega needs like some of, my, and I know his character and I know what he likes. So that's why I understand why the music is what it is. But I need that pull. Like to me, like you, I need that. I am a five star matchmaking machine that tells these amazing stories and that's so hyper and fast paced. And I know I love video games. But I don't need that for the music right now. I just need that. I mean, right now, you can tell tell Kenny is taking a break from, like, being the centerfold of, like, the wrestling. Like, he's – you can tell he's taking that step back to let other people get the limelight. Like, like you could tell it in the wrestling, which I don't know why a lot of people – you've seen, like, people complain about that as well. Like, oh, Kenny Omega used to do this, and now he's barely doing that. Like, he's – you know, taking that step back, letting other people get the limelight. Like, he know he could easily be main eventing every single week and no one will have a problem with it. Like, he wants other people, you know, people that we probably never heard of to, you know, have that main event, you know, spot. Like, yeah, Kenny was in a match with Matt Hardy, but, you know, the main focus of that match was when Sammy Guevara got ran over, like that's the focal, that was the focal point basically of the entire week was everyone talking about, oh, you seen Sam, what Sammy Guevara did. You know, it could go week by week. That's Even in the match with the Young Bucks, everyone's talking. 
<laughs> Let's that just was say the name. Wrestling Twitter was talking about it because it, it wasn't everybody. <laughs> Let's just say wrestling Twitter. Yeah, you could go back to to Revolution with the big tag match. Like more people were talking about the stuff like Hangman Page was doing during the match than talking about basically what Kenny Omega was doing. So, like we, I could recognize him doing the whole, you know, let me step back and, you know, put these people on type thing. I mean, I agree. I think he definitely is doing it. Um, I don't need that, that match with the jobber. That was a little too much for me, but, you know, whatever. Tomatoes, tomato. But um, I don't know. I think I see it differently, too, sometimes. Though. I think Kenny Omega is such an amazing talent. And people will be like, oh, my God, Cody's getting – Cody, you know, when Cody's in the ring, he's not, like, not going to put a match on like Kenny Omega, but he's going to tell a story as quality as Kenny Omega's moveset, if that makes sense. So, like, the Cody storyline, if they really draw you in. I'm not all the way into this Lance Archer one yet, even though, yes, what Jake the Snake just did, but uh, I'm not all the way into Lance Archer yet. That's, I mean, I love Lance Archer, don't get me wrong, but this Cody-Lance Archer angle, I mean, coming off the MJF blood feud, that's not what I need to see, especially because now it's going to be for a title, uh, that mid-card title. Um, with Kenny Omega, I'll just say before we get to ready to wrap up, I just think he is an amazing wrestler. I think he's an amazing talent, and I think he needs new music. And I can't wait till he has that singles push because I know who he is. Of course, the people that watch AEW because they have mainstays, they know who he is. I just want the entire world to know who he is and how great he is. So, I mean, that, I mean they, they already do. So, <laughs> yeah, some some do. Every like. If you put him on the street, everybody people aren't gonna know who he is yet. And I want him to get to that point. Of course they are. Like, not, nah, everybody ain't gonna know who Kenny Omega is, bro. He's not Chris. You put Chris Jericho on the street, they're gonna be like, oh, that's Chris Jericho. They'll be like, you put Kenny Omega in the Young Bucks. Like, I always go back to there was this video of a Memphis Grizzly game, and the Young Bucks were there, and everybody was like, it was like it was silence at the basketball game. Now, if I'm there, I'm like, oh my god, you know, super kick, whatever, super party. It was total silence <laughs> and they did a super kick and all that type of stuff but it was i think they were it was back when they were in memphis for um a dynamite one night but it was like total silence so like they're known but they're not that's but I, that, you know what i'm saying i want kenny to get there and i think he has that talent and he's you know you can let other people shine but damn it be the man too <laughs> like I, I don't care if Kenny Omega's in the title hunt because he's that damn good. <laughs> like you won't get mad at that. It's like Charlotte Flair. I'm sorry. When you're that damn good, hey, I'm sorry. But um, we'll agree to disagree on that. I think music needs to step up, but I also agree, like you said, it has to fit the character at the same time. So hopefully, maybe Cross is a sign of the good times. Maybe Seth Rollins is a sign. Uh, things to come, so we'll see. Um, how do we want to get out of here? Do you want to do some promos? Do you want some final thoughts? What do you want to do today? Uh, let's roll the dice. Up to you, pick one. Put them in a the hat. Pull the hat. Yeah. All right, let me get my bottle. As you guys can see, there's nothing in it but the the right team. Let me shake it up. And we I'm are from gonna... the south side. Do better. First ever baseball game I went to was the Cubs game, so I have to. 
it was like 92. It was Cubs versus San Francisco back when Barry Bonds was skinny. So was it 93 maybe? I'm not sure. But he was still in San Francisco. It wasn't when he was in Pittsburgh. But uh, let's get ready to close it out. Um, I don't know. Do I? Do, do we have promos in us today, my brother? Do we have promos in us? It's kind of late. Freestyle it. Okay. <laughs> One shot promo time. You guys know how it is, how we close out the culture cast. We give each other a word or a topic, and we cut a random promo with what is on our mind. All right. If you guys have promo suggestions, make sure you guys hit us up on social media, culturecastpod underscore for the Twitter. CultureCastPod for Facebook and IG and anywhere else. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. I am Richard, Richard H. For my boy Big Ray, Oasis3457 for this man. But for these one-shot promos today, Rashad, your topic is going to be The Chicago White Sox. No, 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 I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want want that. Your topic is going to be, since we just had money in the bank, money. A promo about money. Uh, Let's see. I need money right now. I'm pretty sure we all need money right now with you know everything that's going on in the world right now. And I know that there are people out there that needs money more than I do. And everyone knows that I'm a giving person. You know, for the past few months, everyone knows that I have multiple t-shirt stores and I never touched any of the commission. I've been faithfully giving money out to support others. Uh, everyone knows that, well, not everyone, like I surprise people coming out of my paycheck that are, that aren't essential, that needs money. I've been, you know, giving them those small blessings and whatnot. So I want to encourage people, if you have that money, if you know, if you know someone that needs that money in a predicament, like, so like, don't hesitate to reach out to them, help them support them. Like, Something as little as five bucks could mean a lot to that one person. So to wrap it up, like look at your money and basically ask yourself, is there someone that I know that needs some of this more than I do? Like that Amazon shipping could wait. You know, that bottle of whatever from the liquor store that you were planning on buying like in the next hour, you know, it could wait. You know, help someone out. Don't hesitate. You know, do your good deed for the day, and sooner or later, it'll come back in the form of a blessing for you. And that's that. Ooh, fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. Bam, 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 bam. Quarantine radio. That boy good. <laughs> <laughs> what you got for me, brother, before you get out of here? All right. Uh, your promo would be 
it's going to be more than one word. The upcoming Chicago Bears season. Okay. All right. The upcoming Chicago Bears season. You're the pride and joy of Illinois. Chicago Bears bear down. When you hear that song after every Bears touchdown or on Victory Monday, it hits you differently. When the Bears are doing what they need to do, it hits you differently. Well, this season, um, as we enter a new climate with uh, COVID-19, this upcoming Bears season is going to hit us differently because there might be a chance that we might not be able to cheer in the stands right away at the beginning of the year and provide that support that this team will duly need. Um, so when we say the words bear down, it's more than just uh, a fight song. Bear down in your community. Like Rashad says, pay it for, give back. Bear down in your household, quarantine, social distance, we're all in this together. Bear down for yourself because what that means to you is different for me, it's different for Ray, it's different for everyone out there. But if you bear down this upcoming bear season, hopefully it won't be unbearable because we don't know what's gonna happen with Maserati Mitch. Maybe it's better that there's no fans in the stands to watch him. That's just a joke. I'm just kidding. Of course, I want to watch him boom. But we don't know what we get with Nick Foles either. But what I do know is that the schedule is there. The team is ready. The defense is aggressive. The special teams will be well coached. Mitch, are you going to take the keys and drive the car? Or are you just going to move to the passenger seat? It doesn't matter if you bear down. It doesn't matter if you are bearing up. I know that doesn't make sense, but just bear with me. Because if you bear down for this team, you bear down for a city. And this city, if we're in the stands or not, we're here for you. So bear down, Chicago Bears. Bear down. And give me give me about ten wins, I'll be happy. Give me about ten, give me ten wins. I'll give you a hundred dollars. Word to little Boosie. Bow. <laughs> Put your you know what on this on this IG live, he'll give you a thousand dollars. On live, I'll give you a thousand dollars. Come on. Put your put your <laughs> Man, look, get out of here. Let's get out of here, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in to Culture Cast. We are the Culture Cast for the culture, by the culture. And if you're not down for the culture, well, I don't got to say to you. So we are out of here. Adios. Adios. Y'all niggas watch me rise to the top. My shit gon' sell, your shit gon' fly. I got money in the-
Shout out what you drink, I got money in the bank. Shout out what you drink, I got money in the bank.